If money is evil, then that building is hell. This is the most obnoxious group of money-hungry, low-IQ, high-energy, jackrabbit, fucking wannabe, big-time, small-time, shit-talking, bothersome, irritating bunch of motherfuckers I have ever had to endure for more than five minutes. The following announcement has been paid for by the Canvas World Order. It's Saturday morning, you've got your croissant and coffee ready to go. Welcome to Canvas Weekly, covering everything hypermodern in the world this week. I'm Shiva33, joined by the wild and wonderful White Banshee. How you doing, Doug? Yeah, I'm alright. Um, we're covering everything hypermodern in the world this week, but isn't the world itself hypermodern right now? Oh, isn't yeah. Like, we're it's, yeah, like I think that like the world and hypermodernity are like symbiotic they like feed into one another yeah so we're just covering the world basically is what you're saying yeah but we're not just covering the world because a lot of boring shit happens in the world we're only covering the stuff that actually matters and is worth giving a shit about so what's what what matters then this week dream catalog emo motherfucker (laughs) that's quite important um we got sim card style again put out a single with us um, you started beefing with a bunch of sad boys. Um, <laughs> well, shall we talk about these stories, or are we just gonna fucking listen? <laughs> I'm just, I'm just, I'm just going through what we've got. We've got plenty more, you know. Let, let, you know, let, let's actually start with that beef with the sad boys. How did that actually even come about? The beef with the sad boys, right? So um, yeah, yeah, I'm interested in this. Yeah, I was just um, walking down the street, um, and I was just found uh, sad boy ra- walked up to you. No, I don't think Subway's ever leave the um, the bedrooms because they're too high on Xanax to actually move. <laughs> <laughs> Good start. Good start. <laughs> no, um, I was just walking down the street and just threw a few random tweets out there, and one of them was um, just basically saying like, you know, leave all that sad boys bullshit in the twenty tens. It's just so you know, nerdy and boring and stupid. Like, the whole concept of, you know, this kind of, like, mumble rap crap. Um, I don't know, it's just something about it so, like, um, unmasculine. and Yeah, it's kind of like jellyfish rap, isn't it? Yeah, it's, not, it's, you know... it's, it's just, like, sort of, like, submissive and just irritating. And um, I, was, I just threw out a tweet just saying, like, leave all that shit in the 2010s, you know, if you're not making new music for the 2020s now like you're just like a freak basically <laughs> I can't remember the exact like words of what I wrote anyway well like that seemed to um, trigger a response from the sad boys crew like all the sort of fanboys of Blade and um, Young Glean and all these types and they all came after me on a sort of classic HK versus the world Twitter witch hunt. Well, although I'm not HK anymore, I'm white banshee these days. Mm-hmm. But your uh, escapades on Twitter are quite synonymous and well known at this point. So it's, yeah, it's no surprise yeah. that you know the sad boys. I mean, like it's, it's, it's like yeah, it's ridiculous. Like Twitter is even here still. Um, 
Yeah, you know, I it's, mean, it's, honestly, it's, fuck Twitter. <laughs> it's, uh, the thing is, like, Twitter is the internet now, so, like, we've got no real choice, even though, like, everyone seems to hate it. It's just, like, one of those things. Like, people try Enter to Enter the Twitterverse. Yeah, people try to quit, but not enough people quit, so it just remains, you know, there. So we're all stuck with it, unfortunately. Personally, I've adopted the um, ultimate Sigma Male option and only talk about shit that matters through um, RuneScape. (laughs) 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 No, legit, I was having a conversation with someone last night on RuneScape and we were talking about how, like, RuneScape might actually become like. Because my wife got into it and it's cute, we do it together. But, like, I was actually talking with someone last night and we were talking about how, like, RuneScape might become the only place where, like, you can actually talk about shit and not be censored. <laughs> because, like, you know, no one gives a shit about the chat enough to, like, police yeah, it. Yeah. So, like, we can actually talk about, like, all the shit going on in the world and not get censored, which is so pretty cool. Do you think, like, ISIS terrorists will start using RuneScape to communicate? Oh, hell yeah, dude. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> okay. <laughs> I so, mean, what yeah. are you going to do? Use Facebook or Twitter? <laughs> I no, just get your messages read by a fucking AI immediately. It's like, no, don't do that. <laughs> yeah, covering some other stuff though. Um, sim card style again. That's a pretty good, pretty big get. Um, yeah, so well, that, I found, that was your scouting, yeah. Yeah, I found sim card style um, on Rate Your Music like a few weeks ago, and he really stood out to me because of his. Um, sort of sound collage style it's actually a collective it's like five or six people that like all you know that's the first time i've ever heard of anyone discovering someone through rate your music of all places (laughs) (laughs) i was i was specifically looking for like the weirdest albums that had come out in the last three years and i was like Mm. going okay Considering how vast and expansive the internet is, someone somewhere has to have done something interesting. Come on, <laughs> show me the money. And I found Supercard Star there. Yeah, and then the funny thing was is that one of the collective members was sort of like familiar to us already. I don't know if they want their names revealed or not, that's the thing. Mm-hmm. Well, keep it a secret for now because they're like a collective and I don't think they want to yeah. have the collective sort of broken yeah I, Honestly, I, I, I was listening to more of the music after you showed me them they've got like you know seven or eight albums already even though they've only started this year um yeah but yeah there's some pretty good stuff though it's because they've got like half a dozen people all funneling their creative energy into like one project mm-hmm. and that's one thing i'm noticing too like um especially like in the hexed scene like of that old bit crush lo-fi music kind of stuff there's a lot of collectives. There's a lot of like three or four person aliases right. where like a, a bunch of producers will all like team up together, and I think that's a, an interesting sort of um, concept to just like find people who are that close and just like go nuts. Just be like, okay, we've yeah. got all this talent. Let's do something with it. Yeah, yeah. Enough of news. You can buy Lindsay Lohan's first owner as an NFT. So it's been that much of a slow news week that we have to talk about. That. It's been that much of a slow news week. <laughs> yes, it has. Yeah. I apologize. Yeah, but hey, hell, we gotta, we, we gotta... That's, all. That's worth talking about. Yeah. I mean, Dream Catalog Evo has been open. But, you know, we, we yeah. opened that up. Yeah. That's pretty big. That's like yeah, my I way dropped, here. I dropped Lucid to it by Hong Kong Express, for example. 
That was a big news story. Yeah, but, um, that yeah Lindsay Lohan NFT, what, what's this about? So basically, apparently, Lindsay Lohan's a furry. And she's teamed up Lindsay with some Lohan's furry, furry artist to get like one of these $250 pieces of shite commissioned and um, right. put it out there as an NFT. And um, so far, she's gotten one offer for it. And it was like way under what she was expecting to get for it. So it's just been kind of like, lol, you're a fucking loser. Ha ha ha. You know, because it's, you know. Yeah, riveting. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> this, this is, this is, this is very good Saturday morning content. I think we need a tune. I think yeah. we need a tune. Yeah, I, think we need to get, I think we need to get into someone who's actually in trust and we've got the way interview coming up right, right after this. Um, a tune by way, in fact, this is Era 2 by way. Released on Dream Catalog last year.
Okay, next up, we've got an interview with Way, head of Cyberphrenic, and general all-around cool guy. How you doing, man? Yeah, I'm all right, mate. You're all right. It's been a while, actually. Uh, yeah, it's been a hot minute since we last talked. I think it must, be, it must be nearly exactly a year since we did this, actually. Yeah. yeah, yeah well, I mean, it, it was, it, it, um, it's good to be talking to you again. Back when it was the Dream Catalogue podcast, as it was then, though. Controversial. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, I, I, yeah. How's uh, Cyberphrenic going? It's uh, it's a lot of fun. Uh, so yeah, of course, we've just released our first mini disc, and that was really cool. It came out actually all right. So uh, we were using a service in the UK. Um, obviously, I got it shipped to Luxembourg. Uh, it was re- relatively cheap. Um, to do uh obviously you get a lot of questions from people buying it saying oh how do i play it you know because obviously <laughs> it's a mini disc <laughs> uh, no, wait, people are buying it and they don't even know how to play it right so <laughs> I, I just tell them it's it's there to look pretty um don't try to play it because your cd player if you have one might not even play it so um i said it comes with a digital download code so don't worry about it hmm so you see it more as like just a sort of novelty item of sorts in a sense. It's com- it's very gimmicky, yeah, absolutely. But yeah, I think yeah, yeah. we've been honest with that because obviously it's a mini disc. No, uh, yeah, I, function, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, I think like being honest with that is actually um, a smart idea because um, you know there's so much um, essentially like a lot of music culture essentially revolves around the collection of you know these kind of plastic items like you know, like mini discs, cassettes, vinyl, CDs, etc. at the moment. Um, And I think, you know, in a sense, it is a bit gimmicky and it it does have that novelty factor to it. Um, But at the same time, it's like one of the only ways to actually have a business in music today is that kind of stuff. So it's kind of refreshing to be honest about it, I suppose. Yeah, it's, it's... It's been super interesting. Um, it's nice to see, obviously, because I've been with record labels before now, and I've seen my music, quote unquote, get immortalized physically. It's interesting, to, you know, to do that for someone else as well. So yeah. in this instance, Ashra, who's a new artist, and it's really interesting to see that that process. And obviously, it's great to see their reaction as well. Um, you know, because you, you're kind of doing that like extra extra step. Um, yeah, yeah. Albeit, even if even if it is to the tiniest audience in the world, it's it's still a lot of fun, anyways. No, yeah, the, there's that aspect to it as well. Um, and you know, we've been having this discussion a lot of, uh, about the future Dream Catalog too. Um, how so many artists they can only really get heard if there is that sort of extra aspect to their music. Um, if you don't release their music with some kind of physical item of sorts, a lot of people will just ignore it because they'll see it as illegitimate or something. And whereas having that sort of physical backing sort of um, legitimizes the music in people's minds, it seems. So it seems, you know, quite important to actually have that these days. Yeah. Like whether you like it or not, really. Yeah, more, more or less. Uh, with the mini-disc perspective, we thought, well, you know, it, well, obviously, it's no lie with our label, Cyberphrenic, it's, we're kind of just playing on, like, the 2000s, mid-2000s kind of uh, approach to stuff. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, 
you know, it can it can be seen as cheap or whatever, but it's a lot of fun. And um, we thought, you know, mini, mini discs were, were of that thing, and it's kind of just pure pure fun, gimmicky novelty of it all. Yeah. Um, just to see something. Uh, I'm not, I'm not going to say we're the first label to do this. In fact, I got the idea from uh, another label, but I forget the name. Um, a, a few years ago, in fact. Um, you mean they were um, doing Nicole's his, label? I, I, did he? Did he? Did he do it? Yeah, yeah. I think I think he did. I can't remember actually. <laughs> to be honest, I I actually don't like collect this stuff myself. So I so like even with Dream Catalog, I'm not really involved with that process myself. Like I leave that to yeah. other people involved in the organization, like Shima and others. Um, I don't really yeah. like pay attention to that stuff personally. But yeah, I think, it seems. Like, yeah. Yeah, I was so just gonna... I actually um rinsed like everything that's out on Cyberphrenic at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um and I've gotta say, like, the dark side EP really, really intense. Like that's that's the one thing that I've noticed about every release on Cyberphrenic actually. Just how like intense and like raw it is. Like there right, yeah. definitely seems to be like a a sort of palatable energy there. Yeah, it's fucked up. Yeah, it's like um, the the way I wrote it here was that like um, it's it sort of like makes you think of like a city where no one's safe, where like everyone's kind of like crammed in and like no one really wants to be there. That's the kind of like vibe <laughs> I, I get. Is that what I, Luxembourg I is like? Is that what living in Luxembourg is like? Cramped. Uh, you know, you know what? That's actually Shimi hit on the nail there. Actually, everyone's crammed in. The seven of us, and it's dreary and rainy and grey all the time. And I know, you know, all of us coming from England, we know that sensation. But Luxembourg is like an exaggerated version of it. Um, I was I was just flying in um, from London back to Luxembourg. I was in England for about a while, and um, I was flying in, and it was you know it was raining in England as as usual, whatever end of August. And as I was coming into Luxembourg, it like it became like cartoonishly grey. <laughs> Like, I was like, oh dear, this place really is, like, drearier. But, yeah, exactly. Maybe maybe the environment has an effect. Yeah. Uh, in fact, the no, label I, is... Hmm? I was yep. just going to say, I definitely agree that, you know, where you live certainly influences your music, art, and all that kind of thing, for sure. Yeah. I've found that through my life. Is that, was that, is that Liverpool? Yeah, like, I grew up in Liverpool, and then, you know, I moved down to London and everything, so... Um, and like especially when I first moved down to London, the I, it had like such an impact on my music that it really changed a lot about it. In part, like um, like that big change from Dream Catalog could partly be put down to my move down to London in a way, because um, it was really like after I moved down to London where I started getting into you know like the hard vapor kind of stuff as we were doing back then. Ah, uh, right. So the more uh, I'd say violent stuff. Yeah, just darker and um, yeah. a bit more misanthropic and such. Yeah, absolutely. Just to um, match the city. What was that, just Shima? Just match the city. Yeah, right, just yeah, yeah. The city just, what, yeah, my solar city on Earth. <laughs> <laughs> it really is. Western so, Europe, actually. Yeah. So you do um, software engineering. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm a... I'm a, I'm a I'm, yeah... I'm a software engineer. How's that going for you? Uh, 
well, last time we spoke as a software engineer, now I'm a lead software engineer. Ooh. So uh, things change. Going up. A uh, bit more specialized in the uh, financial instruments and such with the cloud. So like a type of cloud engineer. Uh, yeah, that's all right, actually. I don't think too much about it. When I was a software engineer in the UK, it was a bit, a bit depressing, actually. Pretty shit. Uh, no amount of money can make you happy when the work is just boring. Um, but moving to Luxembourg, uh, the work is, like, chill enough, and it's quite all right, and you actually do learn a fair amount. Um, so it's been all right. Yeah, it's been pretty good. Uh, though I wouldn't want this to be my indefinite status. Maybe in the future, do something else. Similar, but something different. I get you. So you're working quite close in, like, tech and all the rest of it. And, right, yeah, exactly. I work in the stock exchange, so... Oh, sure. I didn't actually know that that part. So so what's it like working with the stock exchange? Are you, like, um, like, like what what um, role do you fulfill within that kind of... Um, it's put it in layman terms, and no sense of exaggeration. Um... I, uh, if the stock exchange was to like go kaput, it would be my fault, and I would be fired, and <laughs> potentially imprisoned as well. So, so no pressure. The face, <laughs> the face of the world yeah. rests in your hands. Then, would you say? Yeah, uh, I've definitely got more white hairs than I did before, and I'm only twenty-four. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's um, it's not too stressful. But of course, if something was to go wrong, there's a uh, real stakes there for sure because there's absolutely billions. And billions yeah. of uh, wealth there, um, and that's but that's what we're you know that's what we're paid to look after essentially maintain, look after, and develop. Do you and, um, yeah. um like intensity of the job like reflecting the music because that's like again just going back to um, what you've put out so far with Cyberphrenic, very intense, very raw. Maybe like the intensity of your job is like sort of becoming manifest in the music in a way. Um, in fact, you, you could be right. I mean, obviously, my own music, which will come out later on uh, Coup d'etat. I don't know if you know Coup d'etat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, um, I've, I've released on that. Yeah. Um, we'll do that, but you'll hear my sound is much more uh, aggressive. Uh, now, I'm calm. I'm actually calmer than I've ever been in my life. I'm actually so happy, which is quite funny. It's this weird juxtaposition. Uh, before, I made calm music when I was quite not in the best place, but now, I mean, I'm the happiest I've been maybe in like five years or something. Um, and it's funny cause now we're making more aggressive music, but actually it's a really relaxing lifestyle, but yeah, the job in itself is quite intense. So maybe it comes from that. I don't know. So if you um, start making ambient music again, we need to watch out in case the whole stock market's about to crush, basically. That'll be the one. <laughs> that, that's, that's it. Yeah. That's, that's what I'm uh, <laughs> alluding towards. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So going back to technology real quick, I know you've got a lot of opinions on like the future and where like things are moving and all the rest of it. Yeah. Do you want to cover anything that like you think's coming up in the next decade or so that's like a problem that we need to watch out for? I think like, for us, like the one because I'll only tell you stuff that's useful uh, because obviously a lot of people have a thousand opinions about stuff in twenty years and fifteen years. Some of it comes true, some of it doesn't. But the stuff that I'll tell you is mostly predominantly to do with your uh, digital footprint or your ownership of your data. I think this is the most uh, imminent uh, issue that everyone, I think even the normal person is super aware about, but they don't consciously uh, 
you know, make any actions on it. And it's kind of, it's kind of sad, actually. It's because we weren't taught it, you know, as children. But I think our children and our grandchildren, they will probably look at us and think why we didn't, uh, essentially, why didn't we not care about our ownership? So basically the privacy of your data, how your data gets used. You know, we obviously hear a lot of these buzzwords being used, like machine learning, AI, big data. A lot of it doesn't actually mean anything. But, you know, of course, your data is getting harvested. It does get sold. It does get used. It might not seem to be harmful yet. However, it does create an image of you uh, for these corporates in the future, um, which can can be abused. And there have definitely been instances in the current day where such issues have happened, such as payments being declined because maybe you don't have the correct political affiliation, stuff like that. Um, there's definitely instances if you Google that stuff where this does happen now with the data that you're actually giving them, to, giving to these uh, individuals. I think a very um, massive case at the moment is the way uh, Facebook and Apple are actually having a, a bit of a spat at the moment regarding how Facebook uses its uh, uses its users' data to provide content and how Apple's saying you can't do that from their devices. So the issue essentially is Facebook gets data from your phone, um, says, okay, he likes this thing, he's interested in that, you know, tries to sell you a product because that's how they make money. And Apple is saying, well, you can't do that because that's infringing on our privacy policy of what we're promising our users. It's kind of strange for me to actually say Apple's in ethically correct about something for once because <laughs> they are. Um, they're really doing a massive push towards client-side privacy, so stuff being more decentralized, not on servers that they own, but on your bit of hardware that you control that doesn't do any communication to any uh, unknown endpoints and stuff like that. Facebook's not too happy about that because they prefer all their data to be within their mm-hmm. services. They claim it's how they make money, and it's probably quite true. But, uh, of course, uh, such models are becoming outdated Um uh, you think if you just look towards, uh, is it Jack Dorsey, the owner of Twitter? He's looking towards creating a, a what we, you know, a decentralized application, a decentralized version of Twitter, where it's more like peer to peer. You've got more, uh, let's say, freedom over your expression, where your data goes as well, who's got your data, if anyone, maybe just yourself. Um, of course, obviously, the obvious thing is I'm not trying to talk too much about. Because um, I'm just trying to talk about how you own your data. I'm not trying to talk about how that changes your freedoms on the internet. Of course, it definitely grants you more freedom. I think we saw a massive example. Uh, maybe it was at the start of this year. I don't know. Uh, or was it last, late last year? Donald Trump got kicked off Twitter, didn't he? Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And now, although I would say, my opinion, I don't think that's the best thing to do. Um, regardless of not if you agree or disagree with the fella. I don't, but at the end of the day, Twitter does, does own those central services. And, uh, you know, it's it's what suits them. Now, I don't agree with that's how a service should be. You know, if you claim to be a community-driven social media, I don't think you really should, you know, drive the point of your infrastructure is all centralized. Social media should be community-driven. Yeah, well, especially when it's such a huge corporation as well that has so much influence over... Um, you know the economy and especially yeah. um, politics today too. Um, by doing that kind of thing, they essentially interject themselves. And you know, even though they're not yeah. like um, 
even though you couldn't accuse them really of being like state media or whatever, there's definitely some kind of like blurred lines there now where, it's, Absolutely. where you know, you can't really call them, you know, a free um, corporation or whatever at this point, if there even is such a thing. <laughs> no, you couldn't. So the future is decentralized applications and Twitter, yeah. Google, not so much Apple, but Twitter, Google, they're afraid of this because of their model requires you to be using their services so Um, do you follow like a lot of crypto and web free kind of news as well well yeah i thought well yeah i do follow it in fact um more to make money though self i'll selfishly admit that Um, yeah i think that's what uh, everyone's like sort of main entry point is into that kind of thing at first and then yeah when you do get into it it's like you know there's a whole world of interest and development stuff um, decentralized applications has always been on my mind, uh, but you know how to like successfully implement that. It's always been kind of tricky. It's getting better now, though, and we're actually being able to do it. It's quite exciting, in fact. Mm. Um, you know, that's all down to these blockchains being available to us. You know, like the Ethereum network and uh, most recently Cardano. Uh, you know, they allow well. us exactly a Solana as well. Um, they're allowing us to do that, and this is kind of this uh, Web 3.0, which I think is really lovely, in fact. Um, I think that's really good. Uh, now, I know a lot of people are going to be afraid. Uh, they're going to claim there's going to be a rise in terrorism, crime, uh, you know, child pornography, and such. And it, the truth is, the fact, that probably exactly will happen, but it's it's unfortunately the cost it, this would happen anyways right it's, just it, not just it's like an interesting balance like balance of scales where like you know if you go and say if we kept going further into this kind of web 2.0 idea where everything's on centralized servers like you can see the trajectory now where uh, people are being afraid to even speak or say anything because you know if you put one foot wrong you can immediately immediately get your whole um, you know, digital footprints, as you've put it, like um, wiped out forever, essentially. Yeah. Just like even like like the the fact that they did this with Donald Trump of all people, who was the president of America, was sort of like an assertion of power, as as if to say, you know, even you know, even the president himself um, is not immune to what we can do. And they, it wasn't just yeah. Twitter; it was obviously you know, like Facebook. Um, all the other big tech corps, they all sort of aligned on this one issue. And in this sense, even though they're separate corporations, they do have like a mutual interest together into pushing, um, you know, especially like centralized servers, Silicon yeah. Valley. Um, it, it, it was like um, a couple of years ago when Huawei were really um, getting big too, and they essentially all ganged up on them. Um and, you know, whether rightly or wrongly they pointed out, you know, privacy issues or whatever with Huawei, it was done in a way to sort of stamp out their progress. Um, it, and it's that kind of, like, combined effort which sort of makes them like a mafia of sorts. Yeah, so, it does come from, it does, well, I don't know where the base now, but, yeah, it originally it's from, like, the Silicon Valley-type mentality. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I, think, I think it's because they're all lobbying together, yeah, um, yeah, but yeah. So like, web web web, web free is definitely a big threat to all that. But and it's like, you know, even though even the issues you brought up, there is that sort of like balance um, that you know th- there needs to be like some kind of like fight back against this web 
Web 2.0 attorney, I guess you could call the best it. Too, cause it's, I think people, and unfortunately we have, and we can change it, this is why I'm bringing it up now, um, but unfortunately at the moment we kind of resign to our fate. Now I've got no issue with technology, I mean I work with it. Uh, the technology in itself is not bad, but how we use it is pretty immature. Um, yeah. For example, we're constantly connected to our phones. I'm not blaming the smartphone, actually. I think the smartphone's a pretty cool tool. Others may say it's super pervasive. I think it's a very cool tool. It's unfortunately our usage of it is pretty bad, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I'd agree with you on that, actually. Yeah. yeah. I think it's great you can connect with anybody. I think it's great that you can, you know, um, access information. And all these points about you being bombarded with information consistently and stuff, it's actually just down to your usage of it. It's down to how you see that this is stuff that you can change, you know, from within as an individual. Uh, and I think as a society, it's pretty gross. I think it's a much bigger virus than coronavirus, for example. The biggest virus actually today is our usage of technology, the way we use it anyways. And I, I really do think, as we've done, as you know, we've done to our uh, predecessors, I think our children and grandchildren are going to laugh at us actually. Um, yeah. for the like, oh, I can't believe that you know you guys thought Twitter shutting down Donald Trump was a <laughs> was a good thing. Like, I can't believe like you know they're gonna this stuff is gonna be said to us because it's gonna be remembered differently to how it's perceived. Yeah, at the time. absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Like when you're in the moment, especially most people, they they sort of have tunnel vision in that sense. Um, yeah, it's quite you know a bit, to step back and view it objectively takes a lot of. Um, yeah. You know, I guess like to be a bit more emotionless about it, most people just can't be that way. I suppose. I mean, it's quite scary the way that all these big tech companies, you know, they all collaborate together and collude on stuff. Mm. Uh, especially when you've got like the World Economic Forum coming out and saying that in the future, uh, corporations will have more power than most governments. I mean, that kind of rhetoric's just you know dangerous. Comes down to, and you know, no, no, I'm not trying to make a pun here, but that comes down to corporatism. Um, yeah, but that, 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 I think that's the bigger scale of you know, a question about centralized power. I'm not too versed on that stuff, whether or not a corporation is more responsible or a state is or a government elected, but this I don't really know much about. But for the tech corporations, yes, Shima, I think they are far too big you know for exactly what they do as well you know they give you the plastic smartphones and uh, emojis and they have this much power i think it's pretty i think it's a joke but we gave it to them yeah absolutely they have yeah. given you the gift of emojis and in return you must give your life <laughs> yeah, well, it, um, it sounds cartoonish doesn't it but that's that's literally what's happening you know what I'd, I'd really like to do like a proper like sort of long form discussion on this in the future if you want to come back on with us way you know maybe in yeah, yeah, or two or so and we'll we'll you know yeah. really get into these things it'll be pretty interesting but um before we sign off this interview do you want to um plug cyberfranic or anything else yeah so we've got our brand new mini disc uh, from the debut artist ashura it's like half time drum and bass bit of dub um, quite dark uh, and do expect some live shows to be happening in the future in London uh, in Luxembourg in uh, Netherlands expect this to be happening um, nice. also next year if, you, if you're in China this will be happening as well and if you're in Japan next year July we're hoping to be doing a show in uh, the Kyoto area 
uh, in collaboration with the record label. Uh, but for now, by the Dark Side uh, EP, uh, next month we'll have a collaboration with another record label. I won't name what's going to happen, but it's going to be pretty impressive on our scale um, with a well-known artist within the uh, you know the community of niche electronic music. Um, and this Saturday we have a show uh, being run by uh, Konstal, uh, which is an art venue in Luxembourg, and it's a residency building which is opening up on saturday by the duke of luxembourg um we will be there running a set uh and it will be planetary peace that's the alias of our uh, dj and producer who is also the co-owner of cyberphrenic if you can make it come between 12 a.m to 1 a.m if you're in the eu region if you're listening to this i know maybe a couple of you are um please come it's a free entry Konstal luxembourg uh, other than that, uh, that's all I can really advertise right now, for nice. sure. But I do expect more artists to be uh, available in the future. There's some that you know and some that you don't know. All right. Well, that sounds pretty legit. Thanks for coming on, man. Yeah, cheers. Yeah, we'll speak you. to you soon, boy. Nice one. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for having me, guys. I'll talk to you soon. Yeah?
So you eat white rice for breakfast, seriously? Yeah, why not? <laughs> Tastes good, fills you up. You know, you don't need anything fancy. So like, I mean, breakfast as a meal didn't even exist until the fifties. It didn't. No, it was invented by the Kellogg's company in order to sell more cereal. So when um, William Kellogg designed cornflakes, he had like dinner in mind rather than breakfast. Yeah, like if you go on the Wikipedia page for breakfast, yeah, like right now, and you go history, yeah, um. So they basically like for a time, um, like in the 16th century, they basically said that eating breakfast was actually unhealthy, um, because like your 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 body was still waking up and it needed time to digest the food from the day before, mm. um, and then sort of breakfast fell out of style for like a good few hundred years. And then the Kellogg's company brought it back in, like, the 50s. Well, I've got to be honest, I actually kind of agree with that. I don't really like to have um, anything too strong when I've just woke up. Like, at most, I'll have, um, I don't know, a croissant or, you know. I've been having um, peanut butter on toast lately, just a slice of peanut butter on toast, which I guess is kind of heavy in a way, but, um, you know. Yeah, why peanut butter of all things? Well... You're asking me that, but like, why are you eating fucking white rice for breakfast? Let's rewind a little plain. bit. Because it's plain. It's simple. It's not anything complicated. You know, it's it's, it's just an it's just a simple so flavor. So let me just go through this process with you a minute, right? You wake up, you go downstairs, and the first thing you do is like make a coffee or a cup of tea, right? I presume. Yeah. Well, I get I, I get myself my ice water. I get my ice oh, out of the fridge. You get your ice, get right, ice water, okay. No, no. First things first. When I wake up, I take a piss. First things first. I like, let's start things off straight. Yeah, let's, right? let's hear get the shima routine in the morning, and then I'll tell you mine. Right. Okay. So, so I get up out of bed. Yeah. Um, I've got About my half, half dressing gown. For, half an hour late for work. Yes. <laughs> 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 All right. Go on. I've got my. Dr- I've got my dressing gown next to my fan heater, so when I put my dressing gown on in the morning, it's nice and warm. Yeah. Um, I go downstairs, I take a piss, uh, go downstairs to the kitchen, uh, set up my rice, get my ice water in the thing. While I'm waiting for my rice to boil, I usually take care of like, the cat's like litter tray and food bowl and shit. And then by the time I'm done with that, rice is done, stick it in a bowl, stick it in me gob, and uh, just... Come around slowly in the morning with a nice. So warm you make you make like rice. you make rice in a pot. Yeah. <laughs> but why <laughs> is this a, such a hard thing for you to understand? I don't. I don't get why. But why you are you so, so tickled you don't by eat, the concept? You don't. You don't eat, so it's plain rice, basically. Yes, yeah, just plain rice. What, no what, what type of rice? No flavors. Just like basmati, just, you know something. <laughs> yeah. You so know, you just literally just, just eat plain rice. basmati rice for breakfast. Yeah, for real. I don't understand <laughs> why don't, this is like such a. You don't think that's a little bit odd? No, my favorite color is white. My favorite drink is ice water. My favorite food is plain white rice. I'm a very simple man, and in this age of really complicated, over the top shit, being simple is like a return to roots. I've got to be honest. I think this is <laughs> this is pretty hyper modern in itself. I'd say since um, how is this hyper? I'm because, trying to be as plain and as boring and as dull as possible. 
Because eating hot rice for breakfast isn't really plain at all. Nobody does that except you. <laughs> and yet you seem to think it's normal, so that is pretty high for modern, I guess. Um, I mean, it's pretty normal in India. You know, I'm just living the whole... What, you think Indians eat rice for breakfast? They probably eat rice for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, mate. <laughs> like, just being honest for half a second. Well, I think I think for lunch and dinner it might be fair to say, but you know, for breakfast I'm not sure about that. Probably. Okay, I'm gonna look something. this up because I feel I feel like I'm being singled what, out what? here. White rice for breakfast. I'm gonna look this up. Yeah. This and this I, has got to be a thing that's know done. What Indians eat for breakfast too. Okay, breakfast rice from Japan. Breakfast fried rice. Uh, breakfast fried rice with a fried egg. It's quite actually common in these recipes, I'm noticing, to serve it with like a fried egg or like a soft-boiled egg or something. Right. Um, but I don't even have that. I literally have just plain-ass rice. Nothing special. Um, so I, just, I just feel like... I'll, I'll put it to you this way. The world is complicated. And every day it gets more and more complicated. And so I feel like just having something simple and plain where it's just like, this is all it is. You know, there's there's nothing special to it. It's just a bowl of rice. It's, you know, <laughs> you've just woken up. You can't be fucked. Just a bowl of rice. You know? What do you mean can't be fucked? Like you're literally making a pan of rice or a pot of rice. That's a lot of effort. Okay, but it doesn't require like a lot of brain power to stick a fucking pot on the gas and fucking pour some rice in. And watch it for a few fucking minutes. That, that doesn't require any fucking brain A few cells. minutes? Does it not take a little bit longer than that? Okay, yeah, okay. It takes a little bit longer than that. But, like, you know, it doesn't require a lot of a lot of thought, you know? You can just kind of... Right. It, okay. it, 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 it's, it's, it's not a major thing. It's just fucking all right, rice. All right, I accept that. So okay. I've, I've been you. having peanut butter on toast for breakfast lately. Okay. Well, I mean, like... Fresh out, but like, why? Well, it tastes pretty nice and it's kind of healthy. What happened to the croissant? Dude? Why, yeah, why have you turned your back on the croissant maniacs? Well, I was having a croissant for breakfast, but it's just like, I don't know, I prefer peanut butter on toast right now. It's as simple as that, really. Yeah. You see, you just need something simple in the morning, hence yeah. white rice. <laughs> Not like before, even though I was like, um, I was I was often having, um, like, I'd have a little like tiny bowl of like yogurt with bits of fruit and um, a little sprinkling of granola and that kind of thing. I think the reason why I have white rice for breakfast is because like uh, when I'm having breakfast, I can't rice, stand. Yeah. No, no, I think I figured it out. It's because I can't stand anything like sweet, and like most cereals are like sugared. Like you know, like sweet well, and same for like cereal. yogurts and stuff. I don't have cereal. Why don't Why didn't you have like a slice of toast? Oh, I I mean, sometimes I had like like um, yeah, just plain ass <laughs> toast. But I feel like like toast is like too crusty. I feel like you know rice is just like rice is just you know plain. It doesn't require any sort. Of, you, you don't get crumbs everywhere with rice. You know, There's no, you don't get rice crumbs everywhere. Yeah, I said I accepted the rice, so we don't really need to go back to that anyway. I am defending my ultimate Sigma male breakfast fucking Sigma choices, male. okay? <laughs> yeah. 
This is this is how you work up to your grind set. I want you to be in a massive fucking bowl of rice every <laughs> fucking morning from here on out. Yeah. And if you don't do it, you can't talk to me about being a Sigma male because it, it just doesn't apply. Well, I'd be open to trying trying it out, but I really don't want to try this one off. Why <laughs> not? It's just like rice. the idea of waking up and eating hot rice is fucking disgusting. Why is that disgusting? <laughs> I don't get what your what your fucking problem with rice is. I don't know. I don't think that you do it except this rice because there's still like a hesitation to it. Yeah, just like especially plain rice with nothing on it. Like yeah, just that. nothing. No seasoning, no salt, no pepper, no fucking, <laughs> no fucking Uncle Ben's flavor packs with like little lentils and shit in. None of that. Plain ass right, fucking d- rice. Enough of this fucking right. Let's move on to our next interview. This is um you lolly. So here's just plain a- ass fucking rice. <laughs> so this is you lolly and the sound of abundance, the sound of an abundance of rain from her release on Dream Catalog earlier this year.
the lovely Yulali. How are you? Uh, hi, I'm Yulali. I'm good, but a bit sleepy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we had to wake Yulali up at like five in the morning um, Japanese time <laughs> to do this interview. Yeah. So yeah, she's very sure. tired. <laughs> <laughs> I said a lot of alarm. So please don't ask her any difficult questions because she might fall asleep. <laughs> please speak so Ishima. <laughs> okay. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Yes, I, I I do my best. Okay. Mm. So um I hear ice water on your mic. Are you drinking ice water? Oh, yes, uh uh whiskey. <laughs> whiskey? Oh whiskey. <laughs> You wake up and you wake up and the first thing you yeah. drink is whiskey? Yes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I need whiskey to speak English. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow. You're really living the uh the punk lifestyle. Yeah, punk life. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, like, this is oh, crazy. Gosh, so, yeah. so is is this just like what you do day to day? You you wake up, uh, drink whiskey, make music, <laughs> make music, and uh, and drink whiskey and drink whiskey. Sounds like a good life. Yeah, uh, yes, good life. I like whiskey. <laughs> how much like whiskey how? have you had? <laughs> How much? Um, how many glasses of whiskey have you had so far? Oh, oh I'm drinking. Just one. Uh, just the one. Yes, just one. Just one. Uh, well, maybe I need more. <laughs> maybe you need more. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fantastic. <laughs> You you should make a song about that. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um. um oh, I, Banshee, I'm you're so a little I, quiet, dude. Might yeah, want to tell yeah, you something, but I'm so no, no, don't worry. So uh, he's a little quiet in the mix. Oh. Yeah, I'm just just turning him up a little bit. Yeah. Yes, so now I am. Oh So how is Japan? Good at the oh. moment? Is it bad? What's so it like? Uh, one more point. Okay, no problem. Okay, okay, so now I'm reading a chat. <laughs> okay, okay. Hold <laughs> up now. Sorry, my English skill is very bad. <laughs> it's, uh, it's okay. Um, mm. So I was just asking, um, what's Japan like this time of year? Yeah. Is Japan, is it a good, is it still a good place? Has it mm. changed? It's ch changed a lot. A lot? Mm. What's changed? Jap Strange, strange, Japan, mm. Japan, 
はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。Did you sleep okay? Yeah, I sleep. Uh, okay, good. Okay. It's a good dream. Yeah.、Mm-hmm. So, one thing I noticed about like, your style、oh. is that like, you're, you're like, in your attic with all like. Punk and rock posters all over your wall? Punk and rock? Like you've got posters. Yeah. Yeah, like, the, like,、um, like... the Stone Roses. The Stone? Oh, sorry. Stone Roses? <laughs> yeah. The singers. The posters you've got. I posted. Yeah. Posted. Your.、Uh... Uh, I, I posted.、Hmm? Yes, the yes. posters in your attic of the attic. music you listen to.、Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They look cool.、Oh, thank you so much.、Uh, block? Music? Uh, uh, chat? Chat feeder? Oh, I. I'm sorry.、Uh... It's okay. It's okay. <laughs>、uh, yes, I.、Uh, punk, punk music, rock music, I posted. I think that the posters you have like, in your attic, it's attic. a cool style. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a cool background to have in photos of yourself. I'm s a y i n so much. <laughs> it, 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 yeah, I think that, like, in terms of this, like, this music scene at the moment,、um, you're one of the most. Promising acts. Like, you've got a lot of potential for potential.、Oh. really good stuff in the、uh, future. Do、uh, you, when I met Dream Punk members, Dream Cutter members,、uh, they tell me a lot of、so、my music、uh, style. So, if you feel the music, I, I have potential, so it's from doing catalog.、Mm-hmm. 
Mm. Ito ka na. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Hintay ko to arun desu kedo ne. Gome. I'm confusing. I am confusing the Japanese woman. Confusing her. I'm sorry. Sorry. The the ukatok is good. Then we can remember. Tell me, Arut. I I didn't know about music when before I I joined Catalog. So, um, what do you think about Flap? Flap, Flap is, uh, I like that name, <laughs> and I like. That style? Yeah. Mm. Mm. So, on sort of adventure of music,、um, mm. we're trying to explore new style, and it's cool that you know, like, punk and rock、mm-hmm. and like、mm. thrash, because、mm. um, that's the kind of sound we're trying to make. <laughs> so you can. Do you know what I wanted to? I actually got an idea for something. Um, what about? Hear me out on this. What about you, Lally, brash metal? Brash metal. Yeah, like like really fast <laughs> brash、uh... metal music. Yeah, I think、uh, I think that would be I pretty like good. Metal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I I played thrash metal guitar. <laughs> yeah, but with but 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 with you on the、What? vocals as well. Hmm. And like really、oh. like you know crazy and energetic and stuff.、Mm. I yeah, think that would sound really cool. It's good. It's good. It will. Yeah, I'd like to hear that. Crazy music.、Mm. Yeah. Mm. But it's good,、uh, crazy. It's good, crazy. Good, crazy. Good, crazy. <laughs> yes. Pop, pop. Ah, I, I played my first guitar hero. Hero is、uh, Tom Morello.、Mm-hmm. Rage against the machine. Oh, I'm、nice. rage against the machine.、Yeah. Oh,、uh, yes, I copied. I played rage against the machine song. So, uh, it can play, and I and I shouted. Go on, can you give us a cover of Rage Against the Machine live on canvas? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It 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 is crap. <laughs> It'd probably take a lot of practice. Yeah, you might need a few more、mm. shots of whiskey first before you try that. Yeah. <laughs> Get the bottle. Get the bottle. <laughs> it's it's very crazy. Good crazy. Yes, good crazy.、Mm, good crazy. Speaking of、um, see, guitar music,、oh, have you, what do you think of、um, White Banshee? Have you heard? Much white banshee stuff. Oh, sorry. What's the ah ah I I haven't listened to white banshee and black 
Fancy because uh, I can't understand what they said. Oh, okay. Twitter or um, on Twitter. I I know uh, it's a um. In English, uh, excuse me, it's uh, uh, irony. Ah, oh, right. I know oh, no. it's oh, no, I, I, I would it, say it irony, yeah, yeah. Um, I would say, um, I, irony, irony, yes. yeah, white banshee is uh, actually a seri- serious project, yes, serious, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, See, I, I think a White Banshee and Yulali collaboration mm. doing a fresh metal tune mm. would be pretty cool. Okay. <laughs> uh, I will drink whiskey when yeah, yeah. I make <laughs> And I'll I'll drink um some Pepsi Max and then we can make a fresh <laughs> metal tune. <laughs> and I'll drink ice water and do all the business work. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like a good team. Actually, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna see if I've got a Pepsi Max. I'll be back in a moment. Okay, cool. Uh, ask if you, you really like corn. Yes, I like corn. Yes, oh, you I heard corn? Yes, I hear corn. Mm. Mm. What do you think of. Uh, have you heard Linkin Park? I don't think Park. Or um, maybe I, I didn't. I don't know this song. Oh, you don't know? Ooh. Uh, I need to listen. <laughs> yeah, hang on. Let me, mm. let me put that in the chat because they're mm. really good. You should check them out. Yeah, I, I, so, pork, pork. Yeah. Linkin Park. Linkin Park, yes. Okay, yeah. I. Linkin. Linkin Park? Yeah, Linkin Park. Linkin Park! Yeah, like 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 when you go to like the park, you know, like 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 a a garden kind, you know. Oh, God, Children okay. play there. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So. Linkin Park. <laughs> Linkin Park. Linkin Park. Oh, oh, mm, I know, I know, I know. Oh, you know. <laughs> what do you I... think? Um, I like to play mm-hmm. when I'm a high school student. Ah, yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, no, I don't know what I'm I find they have a lot of like uh, I haven't heard that in a long time yeah it's it's Mm. been a while but Mm. if if you actually uh, go back and listen to those albums they're still really good Mm. yeah Uh, I Play the radio list to the machine. Uh, uh, band member, drums, mm-hmm. uh, it's like corn, um, uh, mm-hmm. park. Yeah. 
。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。う
Um, yeah, uh, I would say Limp Bizkit, one of the best bands of all time, mm. personally. For real. Mm. Yeah, um, but, um, you, you, Lally, and I did two collaborations recently for the Hong Kong Express album, which went pretty good. Huh. Did you hear that, Shima? Uh, thank you. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, like I... The amount of um, love I've seen people at like, that <laughs> album yeah. is crazy. I... Yeah, even some haters I'm like really that as well. I'm happy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's I... crazy to see like the support that's getting at the moment. It's gonna be tough to follow that up, to be honest. But I'm gonna try my best. <laughs> yeah, I'll set a benchmark. Yeah, for real. It's gonna be a challenge, but hey, oh, you know, music's a challenge. Um, that's what I was gonna say. I remember now. I remember. So. Uh, one thing I saw that I thought was really cool was you were on a Yulali was on a <laughs> like Japanese radio show, and she was uh, ah. promoting uh, Dream Punk and ah. Catalog and yeah. <laughs> everything, and I I thought it was really cool to see her promoting that like in her own language. Um, to like her, her, you know, her home audience. I thought it was really wholesome and like, I just thank you for doing that. That was that was amazing. Thank you. Ah, <laughs> oh, no, no need. Oh, mm. <laughs> uh, uh, when I talk to my music, I need to introduce about doing funk. So, mm-hmm. mm, because. Uh, the impact me out of あ、インフルえ、えっと、えっと、インフルエンスえ、インフルエンスえ、そう、あ、トゥデイ、トゥデイ、あ、イエステデイ、アイウェントオサカレディオ、アンドアイ、アンドアイオルソトークアバートゥ
Describe the Daft Punk about in English. Describe it. Well, well, then describe it in Japanese. Yes. Oh, I can talk about Daft Punk in Japanese. But English is difficult. I was actually like saying that you could. Speak Japanese too. You don't need to. Yeah. So, um, so I'm trying to remember like how long it's been since like you started working with Dream Catalog. It's been, I'd say, like two or three years, right? Hmm. Yes. And it's been really cool to watch you sort of like develop as an artist over time. Your style has become more developed, your music's become like. More complex. There's more mm-hmm. like emotions in it. It's it's really good music mm-hmm. at the moment, and, I, and I've got a say. Yes, you've you, you've got a good style now. Thank you, uh, 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 I think so. <laughs> I like now my music style. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mm. Yeah. So. White Banshee. Yeah. White Banshee. You got a question? I got a question. I'm, yeah, I'm kind of running low on questions to ask. You just put me on the spot because I was just listening. So, um... Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, um... It's, it's surprisingly hard to do an interview with a sleepy drunk you... The day on canvas, we find out that I interview a drunken, sleepy Ulali. That's that's this episode. I have tried for the last half an hour. It's difficult, okay? I'm trying my best. Not not because of skill. It's my skill. Uh, whiskey is good. <laughs> this interview is going shit real quickly. Um, so, whew, what's punk like in Japan? Is does punk have like a big following, or is it like underground? Like, like what? What is it like? What's like? Punk to like in Japan. Mm. Um, uh, there is there a lot of there is a lot of um punk punk band. Of um in Japan. Um, it uh. Wait, ne. Um, punk. 
Uh, it has Uche style and US style punk. Um, <laughs> yeah, many punk bands. Uh, uh, yeah. Hmm. Do you, um, oh. like, like, I know you like punk music. I'm mm, thinking yes. it's, like do uh, do you play uh, any like like punk um yes. mm. uh, I performed some punk band I uh mm Tiban Nakayok uh, the あと。あ。エヌエ、エヌエ、ラ、ライブ。エヌエ、うん。ライブバーオーナー。うん。うん。あ、ベヌエ、ベヌエオーナー。あ、ホーイズクローズ、クローゼストとみ。うん。え、イ
Eulali, have you got any albums coming hmm. out in the like coming out soon? Coming out this year? Year? Hmm. Now I'm planning two single, two single, uh, uh, pop song single. Uh, uh, now I'm planning to release uh, uh some pop tracks. Ah, yeah. interesting. Uh, yes, uh, it is, uh, it is the truck. Uh, so I played at the uh, live show. Mm-hmm. Mm. And I have, I will release some crops. In this, I hope it I can do this in this year. I saw uh, you write uh, she might uh, you know, Shima is a UK serial killer. What? I saw Japanese question from TDLMX. Oh my goodness, TD's calling me a serial killer in Japanese. I wouldn't be so uh, sure. Uh, uh, okay. Why do you I shut think? up? <laughs> I swear to God, I've only killed like two or three people, okay? Not that many. Uh, oh, oh, uh, can't, oh, my can't fault, I keep having blackouts. <laughs> oh. So, Lolly, oh, um, the... you recently left Forgotten Prince label. Um, what uh, happened yeah. with the... Yes, oh... Uh... Uh, one, one moment. えっとね。えっとね。あ。ま、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、
as a yeah. part of um, as a as part of a rebel member. Uh, I I started to I feel uh um, strong I feel strong um, strong sense of responsibility for uh the artist music right responsibility um for music uh people uh. Uh, artists give me, uh, give me, artists give me tracks, artists. Yeah, yeah, give you uh, the tracks, yeah. Yes. They uh, trust me and and they they trust me and they uh, yeah yeah like they they trust they you with the release the re release of the music mm. Mm. so um it was very difficult um keeping up with the pace of production uh, yeah. I, I I work as a rebel member and keeping up with uh, uh, my music production. Mm. Mm. Yes, uh, people uh, artists give me um, music. Yeah, uh, I not, I I so understand. And the listener uh, give me um, money, so uh, uh, so I have a big responsibility for uh, for all 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 music rappers, all music <laughs> people. So um, it it's a bit hard for me. Mm. Um, so, so just the difference of opinions I, and mm. such. Mm. Yeah, oh, I, 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 I get what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. Uh, um, yes, but I want to be honest. So, oh, I, uh, uh, I need to leave. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Yes, Kanami Smile is good. Uh, and he is amazing. He he can uh, uh, he can uh, release about two albums a month while running the level. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, twenty-four albums in the in year. In one year. He can release so um but I can't release uh um, how, how long does it take you to my... make an album, roughly? Mm. Mm. Uh, 
there are many cases. Mm. Uh, when I make uh, dance music, it is uh, very. I can make in very short, short. Short term, I can make and yeah. uh, dance music. I can make short term, but a uh, pop song like uh, vocal lines and uh, long lyrics, I need a long term. Mm. Um, Mm. And I'm now I'm um, try a lot about me mixing, track making. So um, if there are no deadline, I can I can't finish my work. Yeah, yeah. Um, deadline is. Well, um, before but we I move need. on to the next uh, interview and stuff, do you wanna um, do you wanna plug any links or your social media or anything of that nature? Social media, social media, like Twitter, yeah, like, like Instagram, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, or, or just tell us what 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 have you got coming up in the next uh, six months or so? <laughs> and, uh, then we'll uh, move months. on to the new segment. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, I want to keep keep up keep my production pace, my own pace to make music, make track. Uh, I want to keep making tracks mm. uh, uh, but um, I don't I really don't know about music now and mm. uh, uh, I uh, I made a compression album in uh, recently but I need a uh, one year to um, to to prepare the album. Mm -hmm. um, it's uh, uh, I think it's too Wrong term, mm, but I can't do uh, compression work quickly. Uh, and where, why, why, and while I worked in compression work, cooperation. Uh, I do compression work. My my music production, my music 
uh, my pace of making music, my uh, speed of making music is very, very up. Mm. Not good. Uh, yeah. So, um, so I need to choose. Uh, uh, running a level or making music. Uh, but I now I want I want to make music. So, um, yeah. uh, we we will look forward to hearing um what you make in the future. Mm, thank you. Yes. Mm. Do you have any uh, social media you want to plug? Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Hmm. Yes, I have. I have some social media. I'm not good at using social media. So, hmm, it's difficult. <laughs> mm. I can relate Very to difficult. that. Hmm. <laughs> um. Oh, um, social media, using social media is very difficult for me. Mm. Uh, I'm not good at all. Oh, like it came So, anything you want to say before we wrap this interview up? Up. Yeah. Before we end this interview, is Mm. there anything you want to say? Oh, uh, sorry for my bad English skill. But uh, it's very time for me. And thank you for um chat. Uh, chat. Uh, I I saw I saw some questions in Japanese. And thank you for uh your your kind kindness. Thank you so much for helping me. Thank you, you all, for coming uh, on the show. Uh, uh, and uh, I do my I do my best to practice in, practice English. Right. Maybe you can come back on in a year, and um, we'll do another interview and see see how the English yeah. training's gone. <laughs> Maybe some um, uh, make some. I'll... Eulalian white banshee collab tunes in that time space. Mm. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, yes. So I I'll do my best.
Okay, and next we have our beautiful, illustrious demo segment. The demo segment is a thing we did on the Dream Catalog podcast. It's backed by popular demand. Basically, we have a demos inbox. Artists who want to appear on Dream Catalog send us demos, and we review them on the podcast. And if you want to send your demos in, uh, those are the conditions. What's the place where they can send the demos in? Just go to dreamcatalog.com. It's at the bottom. There's a demos page. Um, but yeah, like we we aim to like listen to every demo, but every demo we'll listen to will be right here on the on Canvas Weekly. Yeah, the creepy thing about the demos email is that like you guys were still sending in demos like even while we were on hiatus for a while. <laughs> yeah, even when so... the label had shut down. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, even like like we had that that email published like nowhere, and yeah, you guys still somehow sent it, shit yeah. to it. Yeah, I've got no like, idea. Just... Leave us alone. <laughs> anyway, let's yeah, we've got uh, a get shitload of demos to go through here. So um, let's have a look. Are any of them standing out to you? Shall we go for a, um, an older demo or a more recent demo first? Well, the last day we wrapped up, um, or the old one, was March the twelfth. So let's go from March the 12th on. Right, let's see. Let's go back here. I'll have to go back a little bit. So we had a so, demo on March the 12th, actually. Oh, which shit. Which we probably didn't um, get to see. Okay. So let me well, I'm seeing... Wow. All right. Well, um, here's a, here's an example, right? This this demo um, has been sent through a DistroKid link, and we only accept SoundCloud links, so... If you want to send us a demo, like make sure you read the page properly. Like we all And not want. only that, but you sent us a demo email in forty-eight point bright pink aerial. Yeah, that's which I mean is very visionary of you. But <laughs> really. somehow I don't think that's uh, appropriate for a no. okay. demo's inbox. So we had another Oleg. demo right after here from Olag Ivanov. So shall we have a look at this? I just read that his name was Hilmer. I it was fucking Himmler. <laughs> <laughs> let's get Himmler. into it. All right. Let, let's get into this. Right. Let's get into this. trucks. Which one shall I click? On the way to, because we can make the obvious on the way to Auschwitz junk. <laughs> All the trucks gone. Oh, rest in peace. Oh, let's try the other track. Yeah, it's wonder if it even existed in the first place. Okay, here we go. Okay, the other one's still here. Okay, let's listen to what you've got, Himmler. I'm not getting any audio on this. Oh, there we go, there we go, I got it, I got it. Yes, the quiet intro. So far, pretty generic. I think you're... I just can't get... I, I can't get Himmler out of my head. <laughs> you think what? My Discord what? I think uh, the Discord call glitching is actually making the track sound more interesting than it actually is. <laughs> Wait, so you can't even hear this properly? No, 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 I can hear it. It's just like, like there's like little brief little snippets where it'll glitch oh, okay. out. And I keep thinking, oh, that's an interesting thing that he's done on the production. But no, it's just the fucking Discord call screwing <laughs> up. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the truck's just pretty, you know. Yeah, this is, this is literally like... You know what I call this? I call this ITV night screen music. <laughs> you know, like you know, like at like five yeah. in the morning where ITV's got nothing to show, and so they'll just put on fucking yeah. night screen. 
that's this kind of music. It's like there's there's absolutely nothing to it. It's well, completely edgeless. There's Hel- nothing Hel- of interest. Himmler's not actually German. He's from Ukraine. Ah, well, that just still doesn't excuse him making a shit track. That's a bit harsh. I thought that you know it was fine for like I don't know minimal techno, but that's not what we're interested in. What yeah, are we, I mean, what like, are we interested in? Hyper modernity, uniqueness, rawness, yeah. uh, energy filled, uh, yeah. dynamic. Shall we yeah, look at a new demo then? Let's look at security alert by Google. That seems pretty interesting there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Jasper Sadogus. Jasper Sadogus, okay. I don't know if I'm pronouncing his last name, but Sadogus? Um, oh, he's giving us a full fucking mixtape. Okay. All right, let's. Just... This is some strange electronica incorporating various influences from all the people that I listen to. Man. I think is really any cool. electronica strange at this point, other than like Loretta Aberdeen? I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's, well, uh, let's have a listen here. Um, okay. pick, a, pick a random track. He uh, let's have, let's listen to Stepping Stone. See, this is what when you send the demo, um, like really, what you want to do is send like one like really good track because if you send six tracks and we end up like clicking one of the random like shittier ones, then you know, you blow your chance. Yeah, exactly. All right, let's listen to stuffing stones. Strange electronica. Strange electronic. So far, it's not all that strange. Yeah, it's pretty um, stunted so far. Strange electronica, you say? Oh, whoa, you've got a hi-hat riff in there. Whoa. That's so strange of you. I quite like it. I mean, it has got a kind of like a... a weird kind of like flow to it. Skip it a bit. I want to see if this goes anywhere. Alright, let me just, let me just listen from there. I like the boulder. He's from London as well. Okay. Let's see if this goes anywhere. What, do you want me to skip right on you? Yeah, let's skip it a bit. Nope, it's just the same thing. Yeah, but like, that's the thing. It's got like that kind of hypnotic, like, moodiness to, you know, this little subtleties you can hear in the background, for sure. Okay. Let's try this different tracks. Like, is this dream cut Evo? Is this dream cut? Do you know what I mean? Like this is. This Let's is try a different track and find out because I think that this is like, this is this is middle of the road stuff. I can take it or leave it. I want to see what a new track. I I, track I like quite like that to be honest, but I feel like it's more like you know 2016 dream catalog, 2017 or whatever. I'm not sure if it's dream cut Evo. All right. Um. Go on. Ironic on response. Let's go. All right. This is ironic response. Thank you. 
you know what I'd compare this to? You know what? Sort of like a much cleaner version of Halo Acid. Yeah! Yeah, no, I feel that. Yeah, but it's not quite Halo Acid, that's the thing. Hmm. It's missing some kind of rawness. Like, like production-wise, it's there. Like, in terms of, like, the skill. You can tell he's got chops. But in terms yeah. of, like, really going out there and getting wild with it, it feels like this is very kind of... I don't want to say, like, subdued, but definitely, like, reserved. If that makes sense. It's, like... Yeah. It's not I feel, like, like, it's not I feel like... like he's an artist I'd like to follow, but um, he's probably not like, gonna give him a follow. I'd be curious to see where he goes in his future endeavors, but as for me, I'm gonna have to future endeavor him. Yeah. Alright. So I just gave him a follow anyway on SoundCloud. Yeah. But um, hopefully he develops. But yeah, like yeah, I don't think that really fits what we're looking for with Evo. Okay. Right. I'm sorry, what's this one here? Liverpool-based Italian synthwave artist Gangstalistics <laughs> right, re releases new video single. <laughs> and they send through a fucking MailChimp default email yeah, and none like of a, their it's fucking... It's like a spam thing. But like, and none of their fucking of... <laughs> like assets have loaded in their fucking email, so I, it's just I, full I of blank squares. Yeah, I wouldn't... Well, that's because I've got the images turned off, you idiot. <laughs> but, um, oh, I thought it was yeah, that no. thing fucking up. <laughs> no, no, no. Like, um, I, I wouldn't usually, like, chat because, like, we sort of specify SoundCloud links only, but I'm, like, because it's, like, um, Liverpool-based, I'm going to give them, you know, a little extra. So I'm going to load their YouTube video that they've linked here. Gangstalistics. No, it's Gangalistics, not Gangster. Gang Gangalistics, okay. Crystal Bay by Gangalistics. Alright, let's do it. Sounds like a bit of strange electronica to me. A little bit of strange electronica. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the thing with strange electronica is that, like this was this was strange like forty years ago. It's not really that strange. It's sort of commonplace now. I'm waiting for a synthwave. I'm liking the. I'm liking all the shots of Liverpool in this music video. I'm waiting for a synthwave drop to come in and just absolutely shit on it. I'm waiting for them to shit the bed. I'm waiting for it. <laughs> There's the synthwave drop. There we go. They just shut the bed. And I have immediately lost all interest. Yeah, it's just like, you know, fucking synthwave. <laughs> the synth moment you went to synthwave. Synth need to be made? Yeah. You know that you know what's interesting? Like I've like I've been thinking about Dream Punk and like the sort of two ways Dream Punk can go. It can either become like this sort of rigid genre that has like a really specific style, like synthwave. And it'd probably like become quite popular actually i think if it's stuck to that or it could become more of like a scene of like really experimental um you know just like exploring different kind of sounds a bit maybe a bit more like post-rock for example or a bit of like trip hop in the um so i i, I think like dream punk is really at a crossroads um and where it's gonna go because like you 
if you look around the drink punk scene, there's like sort of two camps of artists, like you know, and Diva fall into one of those slots, I'd say. And I, yeah. I, 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 I don't, I don't really like, you know, I don't really know which way it's gonna go. And to be honest, I'm not really bothered either. I'm just sort of interested in it. I think it's dependent on whether or not artists can be fucked. And generally speaking, from experience, it's quite common for artists to like get into a zone where they're like comfortable with what they're making, and then they like never step out of that zone. So, well, like you know, like vaporwave, um, vaporwave, like it didn't really define itself stylistically enough, and it just sort of yeah. became like nothing. Like vaporwave just became whatever anyone was making within vaporwave, so that like yeah, had no no boundaries got, like, at all. Absorbed yeah. in, uh, like the if you compare yeah comparing vaporwave and synthwave in the twenty tens is really interesting because both genres and styles are like sort of coming from a similar notion of um sort of like warped nostalgia and uh, retro dreams or whatever. Um, so it's like kind of interesting to see how both played out where like Synthwave became this like really rigid and easy to define style and Vaporwave just like turned into nothing because it had no boundaries. Yeah. But yeah, like I, I think Dream Punk, wherever it goes, like in the long run, it's going to be either one of those two things, but I'm not quite sure where. Yeah. I think it's just a matter of, you know, who wants to... Um invest the time so to speak because i still feel like there's a lot of um very experimental sounds that are yet to come out um, yeah like that like that like if it went that way i could see you know like artists like exequi broken canyon um people like that they would be they would benefit from that kind of thing or you know they would lead the charge in that way and then there's other mm. artists who are more you know like sort of creating a rigid specific style Maybe someone like Droid Roy, for example. Unlike Eva, Eva, like, you know, I like all of those artists. Um, but, you know, it's just like who, who wins out, I, I don't really know. Like, that, that's, that's, that's something I'll need time. Uh, well, yeah, but it's like, it's like, which, like, will Dream Punk be known for which, you know, like, which path will Dream Punk be known for? I think that's something we'll only know, you know, down the line. Ah. Yeah, like, what will be our position in history, I suppose. Yeah. Well, existential questions aside, let's get into another demo. I mean, like, I'm more focused on fluff right now, personally. Okay, but yeah, 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 yeah. All right, um, who next? Someone sent in a fucking album. No, we are not doing albums. Well, let's click it open, hold on. Um. Yeah, it's, um... Yeah, so we got... I uh, got a lot of charge. Yeah, we got... Okay. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. No, we couldn't have a debut Canvas podcast for an interruption from you, Mum. I'm in the middle of a podcast. You'll have to wait five, ten minutes, but I will go get that. Okay. One last when are you, when are you moving out? Because you've been saying you're going to move out for ages now. Um, so there's updates on that. I'll I'll tell you after we get off the air. All right. Okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah. yeah but... no <laughs> All right. Um, pick a different email. Spencer Hewitt sends in something. Okay. Yeah, she sends it in the correct format. Thank you, Spencer. All right, SoundCloud, good. Let's see if it's anything interesting. 
Give us something interesting, Spencer. Go on, Spencer. Listen. A lot of uh, sort of electronica, techno, minimal kind of stuff this week. Yeah. I guess that's just the vibe that everyone's feeling. Oh, we live in a dystopia, so therefore no fire jungle techno. Uh... Yeah, the whole low fire jungle stuff's fucking boring to me. Not 1998, peeps. Please do something interesting. Spencer. <laughs> there it is. Just like no, just no. Man, you know what? Um, I quite like this actually. It's pretty good. I like the sort of background. I like the way the bass line's sort of out of tune a little bit. But you know, you know, like drum and bass right now in the UK is like just the biggest genre going for some reason. I've got no idea like how that's happened. I don't know what it is. Following, yeah. yeah, I think I think the UK like people just like break beats and shit. I don't know. It seems to be like a specifically UK only thing because if you go to mm. the states or whatever, like break beat just has like no following. It, it's like a very UK kind of thing. No, like, Americans have always had different kind of styles of dance music and whatever. But, yeah, like, um, the kind of drum and bass I'm hearing now, like, just around the streets and stuff, it's, like, the exact same kind of stuff that was coming out, like, 15 to 20 years ago. Um, yeah. Especially, like, all the neuro stuff. And I just don't understand why that's, like, happening. This <laughs> is so... I guess it's like part of an end of music thing. There's not really that much new music to make. Only the most like avant-garde, obscure shit that like that can really be made now. So I guess people are just returning to old songs at this point. Mm. Anyway, um, shall we pick another demo here? Let's see what we've got. Let's go to um waiting for the stream to update a little bit because it's kind of like gone to issue could you scroll up and down real quick for me just to refresh the quality yeah do you want me to just pick one hang on caitlin mary cunning asylum sisters okay what a weird wait you know what name. we haven't been doing we haven't been doing where you read out the demos that was a classic I would love to have our demo played. I would love for it to be reviewed. And if you like it, talk to me, okay? Bye. Alright, this is 1 800 Paranoia by Asylum Sisters. Is there any weird electronica in this one? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is quite. I feel like everything's sort of on this same vibe this week. Yeah, this is the, like, the, there hasn't been any kind of like wrenches in the work so far. I want something crazy. I'm definitely hearing like a Radiohead kind of feeling to this, like Kid A. I mean, this might be something interesting if it came out in 1996. Oh. I quite like the vocals, especially that part of 
Yeah, it's a unique effect, but I feel like the rest of production's kinda... I don't know. Hold on, let it build up. Be my inner girl. Yeah, I think. So on their page, like they do covers of like the Pash Mode and Marilyn Manson stuff to give you an impression of the sort of angle they're coming from. I mean, I can get what they're going for, and it does definitely seem like they've got a unique direction. But I think, like in terms of their production, they've still got a ways to go. Like a lot of this shit that I'm listening to right now just sounds kind of stock. Like, I don't know how to describe it, but it just sounds like just the synth or just the, like, the hi-hat sample. Like, that hi-hat is dry as fuck. Oh, let's listen to this one. I think it's very, like, you know, the vocals are really well processed and it's well mixed and stuff. But yeah, it's like some, some of the sounds are a little bit stuck, as you say in terms of the drums for sure. The vocals are good though. Like, yeah, I, re- I, re- I really like some of the vocals, especially like the... They've definitely got that kind of like aggressive edge. Not really. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll love you when your um, production's gone out of there. I'm just having to listen to a few of the other tunes here. See, I think, like, if they got a little bit flappier and edgier, like, they could definitely fit into, like, where we want to go with Evo. Like, especially vocals-wise. Yeah, they definitely got the right vocals for it, that's for sure. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Just need to, Get like, someone else to take over production. That. Just flap up that production a little bit, I'd say. Let's listen to the yeah. cover of Dope Show by Marlon Manson here. I think that's enough of that. I think this <laughs> promise there for sure. It's just um, yeah, just needs to get a bit fluffier. So yeah, right, just I'm gonna, I'll improve that production. Anyway. Yeah, it, it, it's there's promise, there's potential. Yeah. Just give it another three to six. Actually, hang on. When did these demos come out? When was this from? This one was thirteen hours ago. Oh, so this is quite modern then. Yeah, okay. they, well, if you remember in the email, they said they look forward to our review. Well, there we go. There you go. And speaking of that, let's let's end with uh, one more recent one. You want one more demo? Just one more? Just well, hang on. Do you want how many more do you want to go for? I, I could go. For I one don't know. More. We got we we've got like three more brand new demos here from the last like. Yeah, day. let's do those three. 
Yeah. Let's hit those right. three. So let's start with uh, Kung Pao. So we know Kung Pao already. Yeah, uh, Kung I, Pao's. But let, let's. Haven't they been on this before? Yeah. I believe they've been here before. Like we've worked with Kung Pao before, and um, you know he was on one of the Live Wire festivals. I think the second one. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Um, yeah, he's released on like Hollow Point One and stuff too. Uh-huh. Okay. Curious but, as to what uh, he's going to do for his big DC demo, though. Yeah, let's have a listen here. Let's see what you got, Kung Pao. Nike. So I've already lost faith because I prefer Adidas to Nike. <laughs> well, let's if see I, if I was going to pick, I'm not like a big fan of either, to be honest, but if I have to pick between the two. That's, I do I do, um, I do. do have Nike trainers, though, unfortunately. <laughs> They're just very comfortable. Alright, let's listen to this. Got any thoughts? This is good shisha bar music. <laughs> yeah, it's got that kind of like Arab quality to it, I guess. Yeah, for real. I'm getting Middle Eastern vibes off of this. Ganjaman vibes. Yeah, I suppose you could go for like yeah, a little bit. I feel like this is a bit too a bit, a bit of fatty too bitch. Yeah, but I feel like this is a little bit too kind of like. Generic trap mumble rap, kinda. Yeah, yeah, it's like, um. Like, I'd, I'd say, you know, with, like, with Evo, we're definitely looking for, like, vocal stuff. Like, I think vocals are gonna, like, really help edge demos over the line, so to speak. But I'd say, yeah, this is a bit, like, just trap music. And I think, like, trap music itself is just gonna be, like, a. I think it's going to be looked back in history as like a 2010 sound, so I think, you know, we need to look past trap into something fresh. Like, you know, I, I'm really liking drill at the moment in terms of like hip-hop styles. Um, and like, I still use trap elements at times in like White Banshee, but... I think like this kind of trap is a bit, you know, like... I, I want to hear, I want to hear like Kung Pao get a bit fluffier, I'd say. You know, maybe change the beat style up, go a bit wilder. Yeah, go crazy. You know, yeah. don't just. Stick I think there's in... good, the good energy in the vocals, though. So that's like promising. Um, yeah, the, the vocals were like they—they they seem to be delivered with a sort of sense of passion about them, which is good. But that beat yeah. uh, is a bit too generic trap, and also it doesn't really go anywhere. Yeah, Get I'd, wild, guys. Yeah, I'd like to maybe t tone down the auto tune slightly as well. Uh, I mean, like that—that that, it's hard to say. Like sometimes a lot of auto tunes good, but you know, Shimon. Mum want you again. I guess Shima's gone to deal with his mum though. 
um, let's see what other demos we've got here. So yeah, like I'd say, uh, you know, obviously Kong Pao we we watch as it is already. So you know, but l- l- let's see, you know, maybe get a bit fluffier with it. I suppose. When I say that as well, when I say get flappy, I don't mean just like coffee fluff. What I mean is sort of like dig deep into yourself and find like that sort of natural style rather than, you know, just just like trap, basically. Sorry um, about that, I just had to deal with that. Yeah. Okay, right. so we've got two more to go. Um, got Forest Kids Collective, we've got Sebastian Fernandez. All right, go on, trying to read the email. Okay, let's see what you got. DC, hope this email finds you well. I'm proud to share my album Garden from my alias Talplex with you. I believe it could be a great addition to your catalog. It's inspired by Aphex Twin and a bunch of other people that you don't even care about. <laughs> I hope forward. I hope that you uh, enjoy my shit, and if you don't, I'll be upset. Yeah, like oh, inspired crying. by Aphex Twin doesn't fill me with too much optimism because, like, you know, yeah. it's fucking 2021. But let's let's have a listen here. You know, just because something's inspired by something doesn't mean you know. Yeah, it could it could be it fresh. Could be good. But let's All see right. what we've got. Because yeah, I'd say like White Banshees had some like inspirations that can go back 20, 25 years. Like you know, new metal. Ah, uh, fucking another full fucking album. Go on, pick a tune. Damn it, y'all. Um, let's go for a well, new I, I, house. Uh, to be honest, Iced Bully is standing out to me. Iced Bully? <laughs> okay, Iced Bully and New House. What does let's Bully mean? Hold on, I want to look at what, what does Bully mean. We'll have to find out what a Bully is. I'm searching it. A temporary enclosure once common in Ireland for the shelter of cattle or their keepers. So it's like... Uh, Castle shelter that's been iced. Okay, so you've killed the cow and now you're <laughs> the bodies on ice. Okay, interesting concept for a song. Let's hear where you go with this. Well, I guess he's going full on with the Aphex Twin vibes because, like, you know, Aphex Twin would have that kind of title, I think, sometimes. All right, let's just. Yeah, it's anyway. a... Are they from Ireland? Let's have a look. No, they're from Philly. Oh, Philadelphia. So that's probably slang then. Oh, right, yeah, probably is, yeah. <laughs> Hold on, let's look up the Urban Dictionary version. Then. Bully. The combination of a woman's boobs and her belly, a.k.a. bully. Ah, so objectifying women. Perfect. That's exactly what we need on our fucking podcast. Yeah, I don't really care, to be honest. <laughs> And speaking of things I don't particularly care for, this beat. Gotta give it a chance, come on. Like, I'll listen to like 30 seconds here. It's pretty demented, that's for sure. I feel like yeah. maybe it's got some kind of like microtonal stuff going on, which is probably like the Aphex inspiration. Hmm. See, like, microtonal music to me, it's, like, very easy to be shit. Because, <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I actually don't believe in the concept of microtonal. Like, I think it's, like, nonsense. Um, yeah, it's definitely got some microtonal stuff. Like, microtonal, um, to me, is just atonal. But then, like, atonal can be good if it's done right. 
sometimes it's like sort of like enjoyable. No, I, I kind of like this. I think it's pretty good. Okay, I mean, I'm willing to give him another one. What's up? I want to hear this uh, new house tune new that house. he's got. All right. Yeah. Oh no, sorry. The, the one that was the the one that was the eight one, not the second. Oh, well, we should yeah, that one. this one. Just okay, just keep this one. Let's see where it goes. Well, there's the vocals for you. There's the vocals. Got a kind of Gautier Roixop kind of feel to him. Yeah, almost. I've got to be honest, I'm like really bored of like overly processed kind of like, you know, robot Yeah. Like, I yeah. think, like, auto-tune, um, and, you know, vocoder and all this kind of stuff, it can be used still. But just, like, do it in a different way to other people. Like, when you go, like, full-on robot sound, it's a bit, like, just boring at this point because everyone's done it for the last ten years. Uh-huh. All right, let's listen to one more tune here. Warm Light. I'm just skipping. Way too overproduced. I think so. I mean, listen to it. Sounds like a Daft Punk B side. <laughs> I thought this one was the better truck so far, actually. I think that it's overproduction is holding it back, to be honest. I think that he's. I'm not hearing overproduction, personally. No, nah, like, I, I, I quite like aspects of this stuff. It's just um, not really dream hot either. So it's a bit, you know. Yeah, I'm, I'm not feeling it at all, to be honest. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I wish I could say I was, but no, that's not me. Yeah. All right, next. Matt. All right, last time uh, for this week. Sebastian Fernandez. Okay. I'm Devsim. I'm a slash way dream bucket. I'm a genre producer and artist. Right, this is my demo. Greeting from Venezuela. <laughs> Start with Venezuelan speak single, like you. Yeah, every single <laughs> Venezuelan has that accent, as we know. That's 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 the common Venezuelan accent. <laughs> Here's the demo from was it Devseb or something? Devseb, Dev yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen him about on Twitter, and he sent me a tune actually recently. I never listened. Sing with Chagat, Devseb. Promesas. I assume that's how that's pronounced. I'm getting a sort of telepath vibe off this one. Yeah, it's got that kind of floatiness. I was speaking to Telepath recently. He's um working on a sort of brand new style right now. Oh. Curious to hear how that comes together. Yeah, a little hot scoop there for people who've made it this far into the podcast. Waiting for the drums. What's he gonna do? Is he gonna do a, a, a jungle breakbeat on us? Didn't he say it was like ambient dream punk, so there might not even be any drums? Oh, here we go. 
They just can't help themselves. I quite like this, actually. Yeah, I, I like the simple um, triangle wave synth. That's a very Shima 33-esque touch. I was gonna say this actually reminds me a lot of your stuff. Yeah, yeah no, I, I, I'm getting this. I feel I feel the Shima 33 influence on this. I like the drums as well, like that sort of um, reverb snare going. Yeah, it's like slowed down new age kind of shit. I feel it. Mm. I like the the um, note progression too. Yeah, yeah, it's good. it's like pretty. The um the chord progression actually reminds me of a bit of Shinatama. Hmm. That's kind of like a interesting mix of like influences here. You know, you got a yeah. bit two eight one four Talapa, Shima, Shinatama. Definitely rooted in that kind of like dream catalog style for sure. Yeah. See, like I think like Dreamcast Evo is still gonna release Dreampunk. It's just gonna be like. Is it going to be, you know, the old school dream punk or something a bit, you know, fresher, like modernized? I think this guy has the talent, but he just needs to be pointed in the right direction, if that makes sense. Because, like, yeah. this is very, like, if, if, if we was, if this was in a demos segment two years ago, you'd be in, no doubt about it. But because of the way that things have changed, accepting this now i'm like on the fence about it because while you do definitely have the chops uh, i'm just wanting like like proof that you can like nail the new sound if that makes sense yeah but what is the new sound that's the question do we even have a new sound or is it just a new philosophy i suppose it's more just like the energy levels have gone up by a thousand and uh yeah like no the, the sort of rin- yeah because like yeah, the, the twenty the 2010s was such a like sleepy um, decade in a way, you know. There was a lot of like fantasy and escapism, especially in art and music and culture, like from music to movies to video games and everything. Now I think like, nowadays, you know, we it's need to overwhelming. yeah, we need to get to the roaring twenties now. Like wake up and have some, you know, chaotic energy going on. Um, Shit's happening every well, like, day. You know, you know like, like chaotic energy doesn't necessarily mean, you know, it has to be like music. rap. Yeah, it doesn't have to be like some rapid, like flap, like high, you know, distortion kind of shit. Like, I still think you could have like a dream punk sound, but sort of modernized to fit a concept of like the Roaring Twenties and hyper modernity and whatever. Yeah. I don't know, it's a. I think like it's something to be like discerned over time anyway. Yeah. It's a Yeah, like I, I thought it was a pretty good demo, but yeah, we'll certainly keep an eye on DevSeb for sure. Yeah. DevSeb's got the talent, but he needs to just develop his shit. Maybe and options or someone can take him. I feel like if you I don't him, I don't think and options would take DevSeb, but I think um no problem tapes might be a good shot for him. Yeah. Maybe Hollow Point one as well, I don't know. Alright, so two eight one four lost in a dream just randomly came on autoplay, and I think like after what we were just talking about, that might be a good <laughs> good outro track. It's kind of like perfect. So um, until next week, peace.